God bless you and welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. This is Monday Motivation with Anthony Wilson. I'm excited this week because we're going to talk about what does the Bible say about religion? So often you hear the term uh, religion or religious. Uh, I even hear people say religious spirit. Um, There are the people who are into the new age who are spiritual, but not religious. What does all this mean? What does the Bible say? Not what does 21st century pop culture and um, what does man say in their scholarship, but what does the Bible say about religion? Well, we're going to find out today on Love Thy Neighbor. So get ready, get your Bibles open, grab your Strong's Concordance and go with me on a journey to find out What does the Bible say about religion? All right. God bless. Uh, Welcome back um, to the Love Thy Neighbor podcast network. Uh, Hopefully you checked out um, our live uh, podcast last night. We were cross uh, broadcasting on Twitch Uh, Live on Twitch, Uh, the recording is posted here on Anchor and all the other outlets that we have. Um, Check out that live conversation. It was really good with Pastor TC on the TCL gaming platform. Um, Man, we talked about a lot. We talked about parenting, marriage. We talked about adoption. We talked about um, competitive nature. We, We talked about a lot of stuff. Um, because it's live, it's a lot longer. And so you can dive in and you get a lot. And as a matter of fact, you don't actually get all usually those, um, live streams are two hours, sometimes three hours. So usually I usually give you about half of it (laughs) because there's so much material, but welcome, uh, back to the love that neighbor podcast network. It's Monday. It's time for Monday motivation. Um, And we're going to dive into a subject that um, has been a passion of mine for a little while. Um, In today's popular culture, um, there's a lot of fads and cliches that are thrown out there without any biblical backing. And you know me, you got to have a biblical basis for anything that you say. Um, You cannot uh, use your own interpretation or your own experiences to define something, especially when it's something that is in the Bible. Now, if it's something that's not in the Bible, if it's a word that's not in the Bible, then yeah, you can define it, you know, the way you want. You can go to the Urban Dictionary, you can go to Webster's Merriam's Dictionary, you can go dictionary.com. But when we're talking about something that comes from the Bible, then you or I do not have the right to define it the way that we want to define it. We have to define it the way that it was already defined. And we have to bring that understanding forward to those that we are teaching. And so often people are defining things based upon um, their 21st century point of view. Uh, They're going to Merriam's Webster's Dictionary, dictionary dictionary.com, Wikipedia, all these different things to give definitions when we really should be going to our Bible if we are Bible believing Christians. And so today um, I'm not going to give you my full study, but I'm going to give you um, a good starter to get you started 
um, thinking about and processing what does the Bible actually teach about religion. Now, in the Bible, believe it or not, there are three um, Greek words for religion, um, and there's one Hebrew word for religion. Um, it's interesting enough um, that in today's culture, we have people who are spiritual, but not religious. As a matter of fact, when I hear people talk about being religious, they talk about it in such a negative light. And what I believe that they are talking about is a form of religion um, that is probably not religion in the sense um, it, it, it is it is a tradition or someone's customs, um, not necessarily um, religion in the sense of what the Bible teaches religion to be, or they wouldn't call it religious. They wouldn't call it religion if they understood um, what the Bible taught about religion. They would call it what it is. They, they would call it superstition. They would call it false religion. They would call it man's tradition. Uh, they wouldn't call it religion um, because it's like saying, you know, um, I don't like cookies when really you just don't like chocolate chip cookies. It's not that you don't like all cookies. <laughs> it's that you don't like chocolate chip cookies and you're categorizing all cookies as chocolate chip cookies and saying that I don't like any cookies. But really, it's just chocolate chip that you don't like. <laughs> no, 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 no offense uh, to those that love chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Amen. So let's get into our subject. What does the Bible teach about religion? So religion has a three Greek words and one Hebrew. The first Greek word is theraskia, which is 2356 in your Greek strongs. Um, the underlining sense is reverence or worship of God or depending on, you know, who we're talking about, gods. Um, there's a scene in Acts chapter um, 17 where they seem to have many idols and they called them gods. Um, it is worship as expressed in ritual acts. That's what it meant by religion. In James uh, chapter 1, verse 26 and 27 we will see um, a second type of religion um, that is uh, very close to this word, but it is um, the action, religious, right? And so context determines meaning, right? Context determines meaning. And I want you to, to listen to this closely. Um, we have religion, which is Theraskia, 2356, um, and then you have religious, which is theraskios, which is 2357 in your Greek. So uh, these words are connected to each other. One is the action. One is the now. One is the verb. One is the now. And so let's read James chapter one, verse 26 and 27. And let's get an understanding of these two uh, words um, that denote religion in the Bible. If anyone among you thinks he is religious, what this means is they think that they're observing carefully 
the religious restrictions. They are devout. They have limited themselves based upon what they believe. If anyone among you thinks he is religious, that means that you think that you are worshiping God according to the way God has expressed to be worshiped. He said, and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives, he deceives his own heart. You think that you're worshiping God, that you're being religious, you're being devout. You're actually carefully observing the things of God, but you cannot bridle your tongue. Then you're actually deceiving yourself. You're actually deceiving yourself. So what he's saying is that what you think you're doing, you're not really doing. He says this one's religion. And there's the word Theraskia. Religious is Theraskios. Is useless. And so we have two expressions of religion. We have a person who is religious who believes that they are following and carefully observing the things that they're supposed to observe and worship to God. But then you have the fact that this one's religion can be useless because they're actually not following what they think they're carefully observing. Verse 27, pure and undefiled Theraskia religion, underlying sense of reverence and worship, Before God and the Father is this to visit the orphans and the widows in their trouble and keep oneself unspotted from the world. Now, every Christian would say that that is their heart to visit the orphans and the widows in their time of need. This means give to those that are in need. We know that we are taught that through scripture, but also to keep themselves unspotted from the world. Romans chapter 12 and verse two says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, here's the scandal. Most people who say, well, I have relationship with God. I'm not religious. They sound confused when you understand that religion is not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind, being separate, being set apart for God, not spotted or tainted by the world, but actually focused in on being obedient to God. That's what religion is in the Bible. That's not what religion is described as in churches today and in social um, environments today. Religion is described as going through the motions of maybe going to church or maybe uh, actually what they're describing is what the Bible calls a hypocrite. A hypocrite is someone who performs outwardly, but inwardly, they are not who you think they are. They put on a show. That's what you're seeing in a lot of churches. A lot of uh, people who are calling themselves Christians, they're actually hypocrites. They're actually putting on a show. 
And, and, and if you don't believe me, do your research. Look up the word hypocrite in your strongs. Research it. Jesus talked about it in Matthew chapter 6, um, verses uh, 7 through 8. Go look up the word hypocrite. Matthew chapter 6, actually it's verse 6 through 8. Look up the word hypocrite. You're going to be shocked to find out that a hypocrite is a person who is putting on a show. Uh, the word actually literally means a play actor. And that's what people are calling religious. That person that is putting on a show, they're putting on this front. They're saying, oh, that person's religious. No, that person is not religious. They're either having religion that is useless because it doesn't change them. Or they're not being religious. What they could be is the third word that you find in the New Testament for religion. And this word is very long, but this word generally is the word for superstition, but it's used, um, translated as religion. And it's uh, DSC demoniae. DSC demoniae. 1175 or 1174 in your Greek strongs. Um, it is religion in general in a bad sense. It's superstition. Uh, the dread of a pagan deity inspiring a token show of respect. This is superstition. Um, let me show you the verse in Acts chapter 17 and verse 22 where Paul confronts a crowd of people and he uses this terminology. Acts chapter 17, verse 22, Paul stood in the midst of the of Arepicus and said, men of Athens, I perceive in all things that you are very religious. <laughs> uh, for I was passing through and I considering the objects of your worship, I found an altar with the inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing, I will proclaim him to you. In other words, they were worshiping God, but they didn't know him. <laughs> they didn't know him. And, and, and again, I think this is what people are trying to say when they mean religious or religious spirit or religiousness, religiosity. They're saying that people are worshiping God, but they don't know him. And so they're saying, well, I have relationship with God, not religion. Well, you need to be very specific about that, that that person is really not operating in religion. They're not worshiping God. They're not expressing worship to God. They're actually giving him a token, <laughs> paying a token form of respect because they fear that there's a God out there. I don't really want to serve him, but I want his favor. I don't want to make him mad at me because I don't want bad things to happen to me. See, that's superstitious. That's superstition. And so we've got to call it superstition. We can't call it religious because it's not religious. It's superstition. And if a person is practicing superstition and you're calling it religion, then yeah, the atheist, the agnostic, those that are opponents, of Christianity are going to say, hey, I don't want to be religious. It's because they're thinking religion is this hypocrisy that they see. 
that a person has a form of godliness, but they're denying the power. They're pretending and they're acting and they're putting on a show in front of you, but really they don't know. They don't know God. And so really they're superstitious. They're not religious. Um, in the Hebrew, so we have Thereskio or Thereskia, Thereskios, and then we have Diesi Dominia, which is superstition. These are three Greek words, and that is 2356, 2357, and then 117475. Okay. 1735 uh, paradosis in the Greek 3862 a handing down or handing over a tradition an instruction a tradition okay now we find this term tradition um, it's in a good sense and then there's a negative sense uh, in Matthew uh, chapter 15 and verse two, and talk about the traditions of men, right? And that's what we're usually calling religion is traditions of men. Matthew chapter 15, verse two, why do your disciples tra transgress the traditions of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. <laughs> Jesus later on says in verse six, he says, then you need to honor, uh, you need not honor your father or mother. Thus, you have made the commandments of God of no effect for your traditions. Right. And so these traditions have made the word of God of none effect because you can use your traditions instead of the word of God. Because if you use the word of God, you'd be operating in religion and religion is being obedient to what God has revealed in scripture. Okay. But traditions can outweigh religion. Um, if you're focused more on what men say and not what God say, here's another one in Colossians chapter two and verse eight, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy or empty deceit, according to the traditions of men according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. Okay. So this is tradition. Traditions are handed down or handed over traditions and instructions. Um, usually they're verbal. Here's another word for tradition or customs. Um, and this is the word ethos. 1485 ethos. This definition is custom, a usage, a prescribed by law or by habit, this usage 
It's an institute or right. An unwritten custom. Behavior based upon a tradition. A fixed or fixed by the religious social life of a nation. Not moral, but worship. But worship. And so you see here that customs, right, uh, can be passed on, passed down, and they are set by the religious social life. And so, again, this word can be used in a negative sense or in a good sense. You know, uh, communion. Paul said that communion was a tradition that was passed on. Communion is a tradition that was passed on from Jesus. So that particular tradition is an act of worship. But then there are traditions that are not an act of worship. They are man-made and they are based upon human understanding. Okay, I have a lot more research, but I know I can't go into everything that I would like to go into. So number one, religion defined in the Bible is worship expressed in action, careful observance, devotion, discipline in ministry unto God. For example, serving the orphans and the widows, remaining holy and set apart from the world. James chapter one and verse 27. Superstition is religion in a bad sense. Dread of pagan deities inspired by token shows, inspiring token shows of respect. Worshiping to get something. False humility. Self-imposed religion. Colossians chapter two and verse 23 talks about this false humility, this self-imposed religion. That's not inspired by relationship with God, but this is really superstition. These things indeed have the appearance of wisdom, self-imposed religion, false humility, and neglect of the body, but are have no value against the indulgences of the flesh. Again, James 1.26, if a person thinks that they're religious, but they can't bridle their tongue, then this person has deceived their own hearts and their religion is useless. And so when we're using these terms, we have to be careful to call out what it is. We can't just say, oh, that person is religious. No, we have to say that that person is superstitious or they're operating in false religion or they're operating in a custom or man's tradition that does not uphold what scripture teaches. Now, I wanted to do this particular podcast because I wanted to be able to have this out there so that people can can listen to it. They can share it with friends. They can talk about it. They can research it themselves. But this is what the Bible says about religion, not what popular preachers say about religion, not what popular culture says about religion, but what the Bible says about religion. I pray that this is um informative. I pray that this brought revelation. I pray that this brought understanding. Please reach out to me with your questions, your comments, your concerns. Um, this, this is my life to teach, equip, um, to preach the gospel. And the gospel is the whole counsel of God. It's the entire word of God. And uh, it's what builds our faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I want your faith to rest not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of of God. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this with a friend. 
please share this with a friend. They're going to need to hear this and reach out to me. Send me a message here on Anchor. Reach out to me on social media. I'm on social media. Uh, Apostle Anthony Wilson. I have long discussions with people all the time. I have no problem uh, taking the time uh, to message you or talk with you because this is my life. This is what I do. Uh, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Love Thy Neighbor. Thank you for supporting us. Oh, man, we are full-time ministry, so your support is uh, so much needed and so much a blessing. Thank you so much. Uh, You can continue to support us. If you've been thinking about it and you say, well, how do I support you? Um, You have to click on anchor.fm slash anthony-wilson slash support. Anchor.fm slash Anthony dash Wilson slash support. And you can support us 99 cent, 499, 9.99. It is a privilege to partner with you in taking this gospel, taking this word uh, to the nations. If you want to give a one-time gift and you say, Hey, uh, I just want to be a blessing to you. I don't want to do a monthly thing. Um, I don't want to be locked into anything. You can go to cash app and type in uh, dollar sign a Wilson, 2273 and be a blessing there. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We're going to continue to produce um, good teachings and motivation. God bless you. Till next week, uh, we're going to have something special for Black History Month. And so I can't wait uh, for next week to share that with you. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Love Thy Neighbor Broadcast Network. Remember, love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Upon these two rest the entire law. You fulfill everything in the law by administering these two commandments to your life. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon.